0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about Totally Killer. Came out this year, 2023. Directed by Nanachka Khan. Written by David Metalon Mata- Sasha Pearl Raver and Jen D'Angelo. The stars Kiernan. Shipka. I really hope I didn't brutalize those names too much. But those are the people involved with this horror comedy that is now available. I believe I saw it on Amazon Prime. It's on one of those streaming platforms. But just came out. Brand new film. Great little horror comedy for the horror season of October. Uh, In this movie, when the infamous, quote-unquote, sweet 16 killer returns 35 years after his first murder uh, his first murder spree to claim another victim 17 year old jamie accidentally travels back in time to 1987 determined to stop the killer before he can start so already horror comedy time travel is involved Uh, i had a lot of fun watching this movie it Reminded me a lot of Happy Death Day, which is another great horror comedy, but more of a time loop. You know, blending, you know, horror with uh, horror with uh, the the Groundhog Day uh, type of trope of of living the same moment over and over again. Uh, this one, I would say, and I've heard others say, it's kind of a mixture of Back to the Future and Scream, which I think is kind of a perfect Back to the Future is literally Referenced multiple times in this movie. But uh, also has that kind of meta quality that Scream does as well. Where it's it understands there are rules associated with things. But it's a fun horror comedy. I would absolutely recommend watching if you're looking for something fun. I I really do love... I mean, my love of the horror genre is something that, like, in my teens, I loved horror films even as a kid you know renting a scary movie uh staying up late eating junk food watching a scary movie was always something i enjoyed obviously when scream hit when i was in high school that was like a phenomenon a lot of great kind of movies in that that period uh and i i think i just it it took a break from the genre for a while it seemed like and over the past few years, especially doing this show, and uh, especially loading up on horror movies in the month of October, uh, not only am I a huge fan of the horror genre, but I love all of the different subgenres within the horror genre. And comedy horror is so much fun. A blend of, like, they balance each other out so well in film, right? You have the tension of horror, the tension of of you know a scary movie and then you have the relief of that tension with comedy and you know it, you both genres you can kind of uh get away with like i can i can i can put put my thinking cap off for a little bit and just enjoy the ride uh and i think this movie does a great job of that uh i d- and i enjoyed the comedy in this film uh, as well as the use of time travel was great in this. Uh, like the idea of what happens when you send a Gen Zer back to the 80s, uh, seeing how different culture was back then, right? Anywhere from how much people smoked cigarettes uh, and the fashion, obviously, but also from that stuff to also just kind of what was common homophobia and racism. Although I didn't really see definitely the the homophobia stuff was touched upon was an aspect of highlighting how different times have have changed since the 80s but uh didn't see that much racism which for sure was of and, and this very diverse cast right when she goes back to the 80s very diverse group of friends uh so kind of surprising that they you know they didn't they didn't highlight some of the the fact that people were a lot more racist in in the uh in the 80s but i do like how because you have a you know a younger person from today going back to the 80s it is a fun fish out of water type of a thing where you see just how different life is how much different things were uh and i really like the idea you know and, you know, would have loved to see even more of that, even if this movie was just a time travel movie. It didn't have the slasher horror element to it and was just a movie where it's like commenting on culture in the 80s. I loved it. I would love to see a full movie of that, uh, you know, whether it's going back to the 80s or even going back to the 90s. It's it's uh, kind of a fun time travel for me as well uh you know in the 80s 87 i was six years old so you know i wasn't quite as plugged into popular culture back then uh wasn't into the fashion and it it is interesting also in this movie and just anytime you see different decades kind of boiled down to just a few kind of things which i'm sure weren't as prevalent Right, like the the hairstyles in the eighties, I think was pretty pretty widespread. The the horrible hairstyles, um, but even like the fashion and things like that. Like even today, modern day people, not everybody's wearing the exact same thing. Uh, but anyway, I I do love that aspect of this movie, the time travel aspect. And I like the lead the lead actress. She's great, right? She carries the film well. Uh, you know. And another film or TV show depicting a podcast. And of course it's depicting the podcast as uh, true crime, like true crime podcasts in media seem to be the only podcast that exist. It is so rare. I maybe once have I ever seen a podcast being in a movie that's not A true crime podcast like every single show i mean only murders in the building is just a show about a true crime podcast but then you have like you have like uh uh poker face there's an episode where a true crime podcast helps her solve a crime um just so many different ones and i'm blanking on all of them but chucky is another one it's a true crime podcast i haven't really watched that series but i first episode i believe involves somebody who has a true crime podcast which is kind of infuriating because as somebody who's produced podcasts for you know 14 15 years now uh never have i ever produced a true crime podcast like there's so many such a wide variety of podcasts that could be featured but obviously a true crime podcast makes sense in this movie because of the murders the the true crime podcast that is featured in this movie is about the sweet 16 murders that took place in the 80s so that aspect makes sense and is tied into the plot of this movie in a really fun way as well Uh, the aspect of this movie another aspect not that I didn't like the the true crime podcast aspect another aspect I didn't like of this movie and it's not a big deal The mask. The mask of the killer. I mean, a big thing in horror movies is the mask, right? You have amazing masks in franchises like uh, The Purge. Obviously, Michael Myers is an iconic mask. And I I think this one's trying to do a similar thing that Michael Myers did, which Michael Myers, the mask was originally um, William Shatner, and then they painted it white, so it was kind of modified. This one, it seems like it's trying to do Max Headroom, which is a show that I'm not very familiar with. But the imagery is is uh, kind of iconic and uh, definitely has that Max Headroom look to it, although it also has an earring. Uh, it For me, it, it reminded me of Vanilla Ice um, initially, but I think Vanilla Ice was more 90s than 80s. Let's take a quick break from the podcast because I want to talk about my new limited edition signed and numbered prints for the many faces. My ongoing ink painting series of abstract and surreal faces. You can now get limited edition signed and numbered prints. Only five prints are available for each image and they are printed high quality on the same paper that I use to print or to uh, paint, I should say, the original painting. So high-quality paper, the highest print quality, uh, and uh, all made by me, in-house. I make them, I print them, I double-check, I sign them, I number them, all that stuff. Sizes and prices. Uh, is four by six is $5. Six by nine is 10 And the nine by twelves are $20. That is for the prints themselves. And, of course, you can always go to inspireddisorder.com and collect the original artwork as well. Take your walls to the next level with these limited edition art prints once they're gone they're gone go to inspiredisorder.com and shop the collection and take your walls to the next level now let's get back to the show uh but i don't know the mask not a big fan of the mask and a lot of people are wearing this mask and i think you know you have like the scream franchise the mask i think that's iconic the ghost face mask i I, this one just it just it's too goofy it's too goofy and too big i don't know it's uh i I didn't like the mask so whatever (laughs) not a big deal uh there are some great twists in this movie as well uh as our lead gets sent back in time and tries to stop these murders from happening before they happen. Right. That's kind of the thrust of this movie. Um, And trying to change things, which is, you know, an aspect of time machine movies, time travel movies, trying to go back, trying to change things and tying that in with a slasher film. I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty great. I do want to get into spoilers, talk about specific moments of this movie. So, from here on out, warnings for spoilers. Here we go. The Sweet Sixteen podcast killer thing. You have the the whole uh, thing that sets this off. we three murders in the eighties. The three different girls stabbed sixteen times each. Uh, you have the the shitty mask that I'm not a big fan of. It's weird that they know he was wearing the mask, even though he was never caught. Like, nobody was saw these murders happen. He was never caught, but somehow they know he was wearing this mask. I didn't get how that came about, but whatever. Uh, the daughter, the lead character, Jamie, she's a fan of this band. She has a poster of the singer on her wall. And that singer happens to be, happened to have gone to school with her mom, which I think that's kind of a weird thing. She's also going to a concert, her dad's taking her and her friend to go s- to see a concert of this guy, of their classmate, which I, I don't know, it's a very weird, very weird aspect to this. But it shows, it is a fun element when she goes back in time and starts changing things and you see how that affects that musician's career. Uh, becoming more emotional instead of being this, like, rocker kind of guy. Uh, When the killer shows up to get the mom, like, that scene is so clearly going to happen. But what surprised me is that she could actually fight. I really enjoyed that. The hidden guns, pepper spray. Obviously, she wasn't able to fight good enough, but... uh. Yeah, it's so surprising that when when she starts fighting, it's like, oh, that's perfect. Great, great subversion of, you know, what I was expecting to happen. Uh, Her friend is making a time machine in order to go back and stop the killers. And it's she's building the time machine in a photo booth, which they are holding their science fair in like an amusement park. And the science fair is during Halloween like it's uh, the reasons this photo booth is in like I don't, there's a lot of things that don't really make sense why that would be happening the way it is. But whatever it makes everything work. Uh, so you have the science fair at what is ostensibly a horror theme park. Like, it, it doesn't seem, I don't know, maybe part of it is decorated for Halloween and maybe it's just a normal uh, amusement park other times. But it seems like it's a horror theme park, uh, which is kind of a a dark thing to have in a town that is known for these murders that happen. Uh, the time machine worked but is damaged by the, the killer's knife, right? Which is kind of similar to Bill and Ted's and back to the future three where their time machine in the process of of going to a different time it breaks and they have to fix it and then she gets back to the 80s and it's very 80s which i i do love when when i realized what this movie was going to have as far as a gen z commenting on the 80s i thought that was great you see the woman just smoking offering her a ride to school which like like, she mentions that, like, you're a kid. You should be in school right now. Why aren't you in school? But meanwhile, like, this amusement park is full of people. I, I, don't, I don't know if I specifically saw kids in that, but it's like, what? I, I Just, there are aspects of this movie that are like, if I, if I thought too much about it, it would hurt my brain. Uh, but she gives her a ride to school She also comments on this, this shirt This guy, this FBI shirt The female body inspector shirt This guy's wearing uh, Which is kind of that was the first comment When she travels back When she gets out of the phone booth in the 80s And she, there's this guy wearing this FBI shirt Which I remember those shirts I'm sure people still wear shirts like that At like, you know Trump rallies and shit But uh Like Her making the comment about is was like, oh this is the, one this is a movie that conservatives will cry about it being too woke like they will cry about it being too woke at, for sure uh the school was called the red devils back in the 80s and of course the mascot or the the symbol is a, of a native american so you know definitely there's that's like the the big racist aspect of what the 80s were like um, the dodgeball scene is filmed like a war scene, which I thought was kind of fun. Finding out her mom is a jerk is a fun aspect of it as well. Um, seeing that everybody smokes, uh, their friend group, very diverse, which I don't have a problem with that. I just don't find that to be the most realistic thing. Uh, I mean, my friend group in the nineties was pretty diverse as well, but, uh, like not only culturally diverse but or racially diverse but also like you have stoner like the, each person in the group seems to be somebody that would have been in a different like everybody had their clicks. like you watch a movie like 21 jump street especially the the remake of that and there's a great scene in that movie where they both show up to high school these two cops that are undercover showing up to high school and seeing all the clicks now of course they make a funny joke of how different the clicks are in modern day compared to what they were like in the 80s or the 90s but that's the reality of when i was in high school like the all the goth kids hung out together all the stoner kids hung out together my group of friends we were in the art class and we played pickup basketball we all met playing pickup basketball, uh, but we all were also artists, too. It's very weird, our group. But this group has uh, – it's just – it's very weird. I mean, it makes for, you know, a more interesting movie. But it would have been nice to see this friend group. It would have been – it's it would also would have allowed them to have show – the racism that exists not just the the school mascot being a native american calling it the red devil very racist but just seeing the casual racism that people had with each other even in their friend group but they didn't do it let's take a quick break from the podcast because i want to talk about a way for you to make a little bit of extra money by making content for companies, for brands, for products, it's really easy to make user-generated content. You can check out all the content that I've made over at InspiredDisorder.com slash UGC. That is also where you can go sign up through Join Brands, which is the exact service that I use to get connected with different brands to make content, whether it's selfies with products, how-to videos, unboxing videos, product reviews, all kinds of stuff. It's really easy to do, a great way to make extra money, and you get free products while you're doing it. So go to InspiredDisorder.com UGC, check out all of the content that I've made, and sign up to make your own content. You don't have to have a ma- massive audience on social media. You don't even have to have social media accounts. You just have to be able to make content, take pictures, video, that kind of stuff. It's great. It's easy. Go check it out. InspiredDisorder.com slash UGC. And now let's get back to the show. They eventually go to a cabin in the woods, right? She's trying to stop all these things. And, of course, as she's changing things, it's changing things in the future. They end up at a cabin in the woods, and she's talking about rules, which is so much like almost exactly uh, a scene from Scream. Uh, going over the rules of a horror movie. But hers is like we're going over the rules of how these murders took place. Um, one of the characters talks about Beer Pong. I Maybe there was... I forget the other name for Beer Pong. Um, maybe that. But I can't... Beer Pong is a thing that I didn't hear about until the 2000s. But that was also... When I was old enough to... those were like college years. So... Maybe it existed in the 80s? I don't know. Just having a character ask somebody if they want to play beer pong. I didn't know that existed in the 80s. And it had a different name at one point. And actually, I, was, I saw a documentary probably a decade ago about beer pong. And maybe they discussed the beginning of it. But, uh... Regardless, that stuck out to me, hearing a character mention that. Uh, The casting, which is common. They're all clearly, like, in their 20s, trying to play 16. Like, all these girls were killed on on their 16th birthday, but they all look like they're in their 20s. Which is common, again. I miss... there There was a time... Where they actually cast children and it doesn't seem like they ever do that anymore or when they do they don't act like children they're all like act like adults they're all like written like adults anyway I just think it would be like if they had actually cast 16 year olds it would have made this w- scarier anyway. Uh, when the, the reveal of who the killer is or who the killer was, the original killer and why that happened, the fact that he's getting revenge on the fact that this this friend group bullied his girlfriend and got her wasted to try and get her to confess to something, to, to her sleeping with like a teacher or something like that. And she ends up dying in a car accident because she was drunk. And him seeking revenge. I loved that twist. Like kind of realizing that they are the kind of the bad guys. And uh, he's getting revenge, which is obviously not necessarily a good thing either. But still, he instantly becomes far more sympathetic, the killer. And then you have a twist. Like there's like three solid twists at the end of this movie, right? Finding out who the killer is that is this nerdy guy. Right, who's getting revenge for them killing his girlfriend. And then the twist that the older Doug, the older killer, came back with the other time machine. And it's like, holy shit. But then you realize, which is also a reference to Scream. They even brought up at one point, maybe there's multiple killers like in Scream and they're like, what's Scream? And then you see that there, in some ways, are multiple killers, but it's the same guy. But then the the final twist of that is that it's not the old Doug, that it's the actually the podcast host that came back because he needs more content. He needs to up the body count so he can put out more episodes because apparently... It's a true crime podcast that only features the one crime so or the one killer. Never branched out to any other true crime stories. It's just a podcast that only revolves around the one story. But I did enjoy, which is just another thing that I noticed is like, okay, like if you're going to do a true crime podcast, it'd be like doing a movie podcast, but all I did was talk about Jurassic Park. Every episode was just Jurassic Park. It's not a, that's not a movie podcast. That's a Jurassic Park podcast. He didn't have a true crime podcast. He had a Sweet Sixteen Killer podcast. Whatever. Uh, but I loved all of the twists. I I thought it was great. Uh, really, I love that they used the gravitron. I think the way they had the gravitron working didn't make sense. Like I don't think the center part spun as it did in this movie uh because the person that would sit there would just get sick spinning uh but i love the gravitron as a ride and it like the way it looks like a spaceship turning that into a time machine i thought that was great and even the second time machine that her friend makes in the the future first using a phone booth and then using some other arcade game Uh, I thought I enjoyed that. Um, And then when she gets back, I also love that everything changed. Her friend has this book, or her friend's mom made this book of everything that she thinks changed, which I don't know how she could know. But one of the things that changed is that she has an older brother, like her parents got together faster, and because he was born before her, he actually got her name. He was named Jamie, and she has this other name now. I, I love that. I thought that was fun. The end when it's just, just kind of going through the different pages of the different things that had changed. Uh, I really liked it. I, You know, despite the fact that there's clearly a lot of things that if you think about doesn't make sense. True crime podcast only being about one crime uh the the dynamics of the friend group the uh whatever the mask all these things whatever i had a lot of fun you know i would have i would have liked it if they had leaned into more of the critiquing of the 80s i think they i mean that's just a, a great idea that i hope we see more of because it's an interesting it would be interesting to see what modern day kids would act in the in a time without smartphones without the internet with how completely different culture has changed right to to send somebody who's woke back to a time where woke was dead right taking back i mean that's you could also just have a movie where somebody goes to florida for a vacation and it's like going back to the 80s but yeah uh i really love the twists at the end of this movie as well i just all around i had a lot of fun with this movie um i i can't see it being a franchise right they were able to do a happy death day 2 a sequel and uh that was okay there, there's aspects of that movie this the sequel to that uh, that movie that I had issues with uh I thought could have been way better if they had if they had uh cuz it's it's a movie that starts out being one thing and kind of just becomes another version of the first movie but I don't know I had a lot of fun with this movie uh thank you all for tuning in to the Ray Taylor show I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on This movie, uh, killer, totally killer, (laughs) Uh, which I enjoy the, you know, I enjoy the title of this movie as well. Uh, But don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What What you manifest in your mind, mind, you can bring bring to reality. reality!